these um, Zoom calls every morning at about seven o'clock, and then later on we started doing them in the evenings about half eight. Um, and what we tend to do is just what you saw there, we, we open the Bible, and in the mornings we do the Psalms, and the evenings we do Colossians or some letter. And um, we just read through, um, reflect on it, spend time thinking about what it means to us and what God's trying to say to us, and then we just have a quick time of prayer. And it's so um, life-giving and um, uh, it's a time of peace, and it's time to sort of rejuvenate and, and fill yourself for the day. And um, yeah, so that's what we've been doing, and that's just an example of um, what, what we do. I think we're up to Psalm 94 now. So, <laughs> okay, well. um, so yeah, the, the Word of God is living, and it's, it's um, powerful. So what we're going to do now is go, we're going to go around whoever would like to speak, and um, if you had any thoughts, if you had any reflections, or maybe if you have any examples where you've seen um, yourself in trouble, in the pit of despair, and God just came and took you up and, and, um, and given you a rock to stand on and, and to get you back out of that trouble. Um, yeah, we're just going to spend maybe five minutes just going around and hearing what you have to say as a church, as a congregation, because um, I'm sure there's lots of stories and great things that you've got to say. Um, hey. So, yeah, I've got to hand this over to Joel, and it's up to you now to fill this space. So. Thank you, Shai. <laughs> so we're, jo- we're joining in the conversation we had on the screen. That's one over there. Right. Uh, well, among that video, I thought um, to you guys is uh, very inspiring. I mean, the stereotypes is we think that 90% of your life is on your mobile phone, but I think you've done very, very well. I commend you. Thank you. So my thoughts on the passage were, I think, is it David who's, who's sharing? He's, he's kind of saying, God, you're amazing. You're my rock. You're my salvation. But then he's also saying, help, my life's a mess. And I think it's really, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think we do the same thing where we say, Lord, I trust you. I love you. I worship you. But I'm struggling. And to me, that's what the psalm is saying. It's like putting your faith and trust in him to get you through these difficult times. Yeah, that song uh, you sang um, is, uh, uh, means a lot to me because it's, um, I don't know if any of you know, it's a U2 song. I'm a big U2 fan and it's probably 30 odd years ago it was released and it meant a lot to me at the time. And um, that, it, it sort of opened the passage with the Bible up to me through that song. And uh, as many of you know, I've sort of, I went through the pit and the miry clay uh, quite a long time ago and it's um and that that passage meant a lot to me to, and, and I, I came through it and uh, i've had my life turned around and uh, so it's a very special chapter of the bible to me for psalm 40. so i can think of times when um, i've been down in that pit but when you're down in the pit, 
it doesn't feel like God is anywhere near you. And I think my experience has been before he lifts us out, somehow he meets us in that darkness, in that dark place where you feel God is nowhere, that before he lifts you out, you've got to kind of remember, actually, you're in the darkness, you don't feel God near, but you've got to kind of get to that point where you remember what you've learned and you trust that he's near and then he'll meet you in that darkness. I think we must always remember that God answers prayer. When it's not in our time and our way, we question, does God really answer prayer? Yes, he does. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes no, and sometimes wait. And that's where our patience is tested. I like the way one of you said uh, that friends and family are not always there for you, but God always is there for you. And, and I think it's wonderful that uh, although our friends sometimes have a bad day, and maybe they let us down, maybe they hurt us, but God is always there, and he's there to help us see the frailties and the, and the things that are wrong in each other's lives, so that we can help each other, because we have that inner strength that God gives us, because he's always there for us. Thank you. Just a quickie, just looking at the words that something leapt out at me this morning. Um, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. And that turned to me. God's this magnificent, almighty, all-powerful God, but he sees you and he turns to you. It's a very personal thing. Wait patiently. He turns to you and he hears you. And just repeat that and know that in your heart that you are seen, you are beloved, you are known, and when you wait, he does turn and he hears you. Hi. Um, about eight years ago, we lost our Labrador Bailey, um, and I was in a pretty bad place in August. And on November the 1st, eight years ago, we got Kaylee. And this psalm has, I've got noted in my Bible, with her name against it, because as Anne said, waited patiently, I was in a bad place, because it's horrible when you lose your dog. Um, and God gave us Kaylee, and I'm very grateful that she <clears throat> will have been eight years on Tuesday with us. Is there anyone else? I just, uh, I think, I think someone's already said this, but these are like, before, before you call, I will answer. Sometimes we're in such a, down such a hole that we can't even call out. But God isn't ever asleep. He's never on holiday, as you said. And he actually sees us and still reaches out when we are unable to even reach out to him. And I think that is absolutely amazing. I think all of us can uh, relate to this psalm because we're either in a pit, out the pit, on our way into the pit, or climbing out of the pit. <coughs> and um, so we can all relate to this. And I, I can certainly, um, I'm, I resonate with Dave. That song was very powerful when it came out um, 30 odd years ago. 
But there was a moment when, um, in verse 3, says, uh, he's given me a new song to sing, uh, a hymn of praise to our God. And so uh, I was actually at a delirious gig and, um, many years ago, and the, they started singing Revival Town. I don't know if you remember that song, Revival Town. And I started praying it for my hometown, which I absolutely, when I was younger, I, I said, God, send me anywhere but here, literally. Um, I was living in London at the time when, when uh, Delirious were kicking off, and, and I started praying for my hometown because it's such a bad place. And um, God gave me a heart for my hometown, and we ended up, me and Megs, moving there and ended up accidentally planting a youth church. It was pretty amazing times. And so God is... Um, he does amazing things, and I hope just that you've been really blessed by hearing the reality of godly encounters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts is just that God promises that we will have troubles in this life, but He loves us so much that He doesn't just leave us there, and He gives us that rock to stand on. Um, I think Rebecca's going to come and give a, a short talk now. So I'll hand the mic over to her. Um, is this on? Is this working? Yeah, okay, good. Cool. Um, I'll just set this up here. Um, and actually, that's really cool. Um, thank you for everyone who just shared um, some stories. And I actually thought I could just quickly share a story as well to start with, if that's all right. Because um, it got me thinking. Um, a pit a pit that I was in recently um, was probably um, at the end of um, year 12, so around June, July time. And um, I've never really struggled that badly with um, like anxiety before, um, but suddenly, kind of combination of like some subjects and I think just like I was really burnt out and just life, um, I started feeling really anxious, and it got to the stage where like I couldn't even go into school because on the way I would feel so sick, like I was about to throw up, because that's how it kind of physically came out, and um, and I just thought I couldn't go into school for like the last week of term, and I thought, wow, I don't know how I'm going to do year 13, I've got A-levels, you know, it's quite important, I can't just take a day off every time I feel sick. Um, and obviously, um, throughout the summer, me and my family just prayed, um, my dad got me a little journal, and he wrote in a Bible verse um, for every day um, of the week, and so that I could start in September, so I'd wake up and I'd read the Bible verse, because obviously there is some incredible verses in the Bible about anxiety and about God being with you. Um, and the first week of year 13 was really hard. Um, I felt sick, you know, as soon as I woke up, like I was, you know, yeah, it was, it was tough. But every day um, my mum would take me in and we just put on, um, one of our favorite worship songs was I Speak Jesus, um, I think by Charity Gale. And um, I don't know whether you've heard it, but it's a really um, incredible song. And it says like, I speak Jesus over every anxiety. And um, yeah, and we just kept praying and kept worshiping. And now um, I, I feel fine. I wake up, I go to school, I can walk into rooms, it's absolutely fine. Um, and so yeah, praise the Lord for, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, couldn't do that without God. Anyways, um, I'm just gonna say, um, a quick things in this psalm, so hopefully you enjoyed the video, um, and props to Ruth and Sam, because they were, the, and Tim, I think, they wanted to edit it and put it all together, um, which was quite difficult, but yeah, um, so I've picked out um, this one verse, it's verse um, six to seven, um, I'll just read it from my Bible, you can follow along if you want, 
Um, so it says, instead, you have given me ears to hear you. And so I answered, here I am. Um, and I picked this one out because I thought it was quite interesting because um, people have obviously read this, they've studied this, um, this psalm. And when it says, you have given me ears to hear you, um, in the NIV version of the Bible, it says, um, ears you have opened. And people um, have actually linked that um, to a passage in Exodus. Um, it's Exodus 21, um, verse 5 to 6. And that one says, But if the slave declares that he loves his master, his wife and his children, and does not want to be set free, then his master shall make him stand against the door, slash doorpost, and pierce his ear. Then he will be his slave for life. Um, and that's, uh, well, one, that's a bit graphic, but I you know, try to... PG it as much as possible. Um, but um, yeah, so it's basically, so in those days, from what I understand, um, if you were a slave to a master um, after seven years, um, you could be set free. Um, that was kind of the law, the rule. Um, God is the master. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hopefully it's all good now. Um, it's like God is the master, and obviously we are his servant. And I think it's kind of cool because it's saying, like, we have the choice to open our ears, to pierce our ears, or whatever, and say yes to God. And as I was um, thinking about this, um, I kind of was thinking about the concept of free will. So um, one of my A-levels I study is philosophy. And um, we um, obviously talk a lot about this. And it comes up in basically every single argument for God or whatever philo philosophical theory. It comes up as a reason or a criticism or something. And I think free will is a really cool concept. And I don't think we'll ever actually understand how radical it is that God gave us free will. And I think it genuinely just say, like, shows how much God loves us, that he was willing to create these humans with free will. And I think in the same way, like, a master can, you know, he, he has to let his slave go after seven years. Um, it's kind of like God loves us so much that he is willing to lose us if we don't choose to say yes to him. And it is our choice to follow him or not. And I think that's one of the hardest things when I'm sure everyone has a friend or a family member um, who doesn't follow God. They don't believe in God. They don't know God. And it's really hard because it's not like you can pray, Lord, you know, force them to love you, like force them to follow you. Because that's not love, like, that's not God. And I think, obviously, the scriptures say, like, God is constantly chasing you down. He's constantly, you know, he is knocking on your door. But ultimately, it is our decision. And I think that's quite challenging. But also, it just points to how much God loves us. Um, so that was one thing I thought about. And then in the second part of the, the verse, it says, and so I answered, here I am. Um, and this <laughs> made me think, it was actually one of the worship songs that I was playing as I was um, trying to um, like hear what God was saying to me for this preach. Um, it's called Available um, by Elevation Worship. Again, if you haven't listened to it, um, I'd recommend that. And um, the chorus on that says, I hear you call, I am available. I say yes, Lord, um, I am available. And... I think that's quite powerful because we don't have much to offer God. Well, I think sometimes I think I'm like, Lord, you are the God of the universe. Like, why, 
would you choose me? Why, how can you use me? But we do, we have our service. You know, we have our love, we have our worship, we have our adoration, however small and insignificant that may seem. Like, we still have that to give God, and he wants to use us. And I still struggle to get my head around that, but it's true. Like, it says God wants to use you. And um, that also reminded me of the verse, um, I think Psalm 46, verse 10, um, quite famous, the be still and know that I'm God. I'm sure you've probably got it up in your kitchen somewhere or something. Um, but um, when it says be still and know that I am God, it's like life is so busy. And as I think we mentioned, um, and as we've said in the, in the chapter of verse 12, I am surrounded by many troubles, too many to count. My sins have caught up with me, and I can no longer see. They are more than the hairs on my head, and I've lost my courage. Um, so even David, even within this psalm, he's saying, like, Lord, I, you know, I can see more of sin. I can see more of, like, the bad stuff than you, Lord. Where are you? And um, I think that's also been a true, like, been really true in my life recently. I mean, life just seems so busy, and I think sometimes I forget to prioritize God. It's like, cool, I do my Bible, 10 minutes in the morning, nice, right? Let's get breakfast, let's go, let's get on with the day. And I sometimes forget to be still and to say, Lord, like, I am here and I am available for you to use um, today. Um, sorry, I'm talking a lot about A-levels. Wow, this is fun. But um, another A-level that I take is um, politics. Um, I'm hoping to study that at uni, and it's really interesting. So, obviously, to keep up to date with all the examples, I have to watch the news every day. I, I read a lot of newspapers. I, you know, I watch a lot of videos and stuff on it, and I love it. It's really interesting. Um, but it's also really saddening, and it genuinely breaks my heart, because on one hand, you think, oh, great, three prime ministers in a year. That's so cool. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about in my essays. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> great. And, yeah, it's funny, every time Sir says we have a holiday, he's like, well, after the holiday, we've got a new Prime Minister, I'll see you. But um, at the same time, like, it's not, it's not good. It's not good for our country, you know, it's unstable, and the economy, you know, is pretty much tanked. And I think when you look at that, and when I study that, I'm like, I don't feel like I can do anything. Like, I'm not 18 yet, I can't even vote. If there was a general election tomorrow, I, I couldn't even vote. And I feel quite helpless, because I, you know, I really want to. You know, I want to impact that, but I, I feel like I can't. And I think probably my dad and my mum, they said this to me when I said, like, I just, you know, it feels like we can't do anything. And they said, well, we can pray. And prayer isn't the, like, the only thing I can do. It's, it's the best thing that I can do, because it is so powerful. And I think there's also a lot of stuff outside politics, um, like obviously the war in Ukraine, a lot of conflicts around the world that the media doesn't even cover. We've, like, I probably don't even know what some of the conflicts in the world that are going on right now. And I think it is really overwhelming. And it's like it says, like, I think it says, um, there are more than the hairs of my head. And it genuinely does feel like that. When you look at the world, it feels like, where is God? But I think... This psalm is just kind of a reminder um, to say, yes, there's a lot of bad stuff in the world, but God is in complete control. And he is, you know, 
he is so much, got so much more power than the monarchy, than the prime minister. Like he is completely over everything. Um, and I think that's just a really good reminder um, because often it does seem like too much. Um, so yeah, so I'll just um, end by reading that again. So it says, instead, you've given me ears to hear you. And so I answered, here I am. Um, so as we go into this week, um, I don't know what your week looks like. Um, I've got school, yay. Um, but I'm sure we've all got our own busyness, our own troubles, our own like pits, as Tim said, if we're in or if we're not in one. And we can praise God for you know, being with us in that pit and then also lifting us out of that. Um, but I just really encourage you to start your prayer, to start your Bible time, just by saying, here I am, Lord. And it's quite vulnerable, but I think it's really good to just say, here I am, Lord, and I am available to you. I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do um, because you're my master um, and you're my God. Um, so yeah, just going to leave you with that. And I think we're going to um, end with some worship. Yeah. So, thank you. Thank you, Becca. Thank you.